iPhone season. It's iPhone season. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. It is iPhone season. This is iPhone week, and you're here because you're like, hmm, I wonder what Brian thinks. And you know what? Not only what do I think, but what does my guest think? Ray Wong, he's going to be on the show. We're going to talk about it all. iPhone 15 Pro, iPhone 15, Apple Watch Series 9, Apple Watch Ultra. Do we talk about Apple Watch Ultra? Yeah, well, a little bit. And then AirPods Pro 2. So this is where we're going to talk about everything possible. And there's so much buzz going around. Some of you have got your phone. Some of you are playing with your phone. Some of you got your Apple Watches, your new AirPods in you know, trying to see like, hey, what do you think? What do we think? Let's talk about it because you know what? We love all of this stuff. I'm going to make it quick. If you want to support my content, patreon.com slash Brian Tong. I do the spiel every show. I'm not going to do it this time. And also, if you want to call in and be a part of the show, applebitsshow at gmail.com. All right, let's just not delay this anymore. Let's get to it. The reviews of all things Apple. What's up, everybody? Hey, it is. Um, I don't want to call this Apple Hell Week, um, because we are fortunate to be, you know, able to cover this. But it is a lot of work, and I had to bring someone who works just as hard as me, Ray Wong, in the house, a regular on the show. What up, Ray? Hey, what's up, Brian? It is indeed Hell Week, <laughs> in a good way, in a good kind of way, in a good you way, know? in a good way. I mean, yeah. it's what we honestly, it's what we get amped. This is the ex- most exciting, but also the most tiring time of the year, without a doubt. I think this is like everybody waits all year for this, right? They do, they do. You know, I when mean, people are like, you do. oh, it's slow. People are like it's slow, and then when it picks up, it's like, oh, this is crazy. So, um, it's like a, it's like a storm, a tornado. It's September, September to October to Tech November. Who knows what September? <laughs> if that ever, it, it's it's it kind of eases off, but it's still is everyone's going hard. So, uh, Ray, yeah. obviously, we're going to be here to talk about the iPhone products that you and I have been reviewing and using, but also just kind of um, how their their place in this tech space as well. I I just want to know how are you doing, like. You not only have you been doing Apple, you've been doing some like covering other tech stuff as well, right? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff happening this week, more than usual, I feel like. Um, yeah, Amazon, Microsoft, and obviously there's some more stuff I can't tell you about right now. But yeah, it's all it's all happening right now. But you know, this is the biggest one. Apple's the biggest, you know, event of the year of the fall. And uh, let's talk about. It. I just want to dive into all of the new products because there are a lot. And you know what? I can tell you're more tired than me right now. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. I mean, I want all the listeners to tell me at me on X, Twitter, and tell me if I sound tired because apparently I look tired. <laughs> I I don't know. I probably look tired too. Um. Okay. So let's get. Uh, you look going. great. You look great. Man. Oh, thanks, baby. Thanks, baby. Um. <laughs> so, let's let's start off with obviously the flagships, the iPhone 15 Pros. Love to hear kind of your take, your experience, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I got uh, the 15 Pro in blue and the 15 Pro Max in natural, which is like their new gray or silver, right? Yeah. Um, Natural titanium for people, right? Titanium. Yeah, titanium. And uh, well, since you just said titanium, that's honestly the best jumping point, uh, which is I love the titanium feel, man. It... 
like these are the same screen sizes as before uh the 13 the 12 the 13 and the 14 series pro series and but you can feel the weight difference i think it's something like uh 19 grams shaved mm-hmm. off each uh, device and the max now feels like the former like 6.1 inch pro 14 pro right so i've never been a pro max user uh just because a the phone is way too big but also b it just got so heavy to a point where i'd actually drop like the pro maxes on my my face on my chest like a couple of times when i was holding my phone up in like my bed or whatever and it actually hurt you know like it actually hurt like it's like stainless steel it's like thud you know, like I actually dropped, also dropped it on my toe. This reminds me when I dropped it on my foot one time and like the Pro Max just went, bam. And I was like, ah, but this is titanium. Now it's light. It feels great. And I think I might rock a 15 Pro Max this year. You know, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I love how, you know, you and I have been around this stuff for basically the past two weeks now. And mm-hmm. remember the discourse that everyone's like, oh, it looks exactly the same. This, da, 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 da. And yeah. everyone that tries them and holds them is like, this is so much lighter. This feels so nice. The curved edges feels really uh, nice. The too. contoured yeah. edges feel nice. And I'm with you. I'm not at the point, though, where I can say I'm definitely going to get a Pro Max only because it's still too tall Big. in my like it peaks out of my pocket, like a third. Yeah, of it, basically, I, it, out of it my will. Pockets, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that that's the only reason why it's still I love, you know, the fact that you get better, better battery because it's bigger. You get that, Mm -hmm. you know, that larger screen and my eyes are starting to feel the effects of just staring at screens all the time now. But I'm still I'm still a 15 Pro, but the titanium and the contoured edges. And again, they made it narrower because the screen is narrower. just like the slightest. And it makes a difference. All these three, all these things that we talked about Mm -hmm. make a difference. And if you're someone who rocks a phone naked, no case, I think you're going to feel it the most. You know, because once you put a case mm-hmm. on it, it feels, I mean, it is a little lighter, but once you put on a case on it in hand, yeah. it feels like the 12, well, the 13, the 14. Yeah. Once you put a case on it, you kind of lose that kind of like lightness. And then you also kind of lose that kind of like nice in hand feel, which is like you feel the kind of like contoured edges and it's not as hard against your palm. Um, I do have, they did, Apple did send me, uh, like the pine woven cases. I'm sure they sent them to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that they're like still pretty thick. Cause like actually the phone, despite getting a lot lighter is that it actually got a little thicker. Um, and you can tell if you like hold pull it, like put it side by side with a 14 pro and just like feel the kind of like sloping uh, difference. But, um, yeah, I like the 15 Pro Max most, and I think I'm really adjusting to just like the size. I feel like I'm typing more accurately, but that could also be an iOS 17 thing where they fix the autocorrect keyboard. Um, but there's also the 5X uh, telephoto lens on the um, 15 Pro Max, which is something you don't get on the uh, 15 Pro. But yeah, tell us about your experience shooting with the 5X new 5x versus the 3x because uh, i know like tons of people are going hard on the camera i saw that you went hard with the cameras with like wow 11 to 11 pro to like 15 pro that was insane and yeah. i applaud you because i'm too old to be doing that kind of crazy shootout anymore i have i mean i have more photos i i just kind of put in three that at least people could kind of see for themselves and I have a lot more because I'm going to do kind of a separate video eventually. I mean, we had to get our reviews out first, right? Um, yeah. and there's plenty of leg room uh, to to get content out. But, you know, the cam- the 5X Zoom, look, if you've never, here's the thing. I've I've experienced Samsung's 10X Zoom. Yeah. And it's really like, 
for me, I know that the uh, f-stop is a lot higher, so it doesn't get as much. I think uh, Apple's is at a 2.8. If I recall, I think Samsung's uh, telephoto lens, is it at 4.9? It's somewhere around there, right? So obviously Apple's will allow you to get more light in. Apple also, it, because they're incorporating now a 3D optical image stabilization, that's not just side to side, up and down, that's back mm-hmm. and forth. So that's going to help with stabilization as well. Even at that, using both, um, I still prefer as much telephoto zoom as I can. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I think Apple users who have never experienced this, they're going to be like, where's this been, right? It's going to be like Christmas to a lot of people who buy a Pro Max that have never experienced a decent telephoto zoom. And so- I think a lot of people are going to bring it to like get one, bring it to a concert and they're just going to like be in the nosebleeds and they're they're just going to freaking love- how much more zoom you can get like obviously samsung's been doing it for years and they have like 10x 30x you know 100x (laughs) hey space zoom remember space space zoom uh but yeah apple kind of gave a reason for why they decided to go with this focal uh range right because they were like traditional dslr is like 24 to 70 those are like the that's like the most common lens that most uh cameras photographers use um and the focal length on an iPhone is what now um, on the main it's 24 to on the main lens is 24 millimeter equivalent. And then the, the new one is uh, the 5X is the 120? 120 millimeter. Yeah. Right. So like they're already kind of reaching beyond what the average range um, for lenses and anything more than that, they think is just unnecessary uh, unless you're like, you know, you're like a, I don't know, uh, like a lifestyle, like a, landscape photographer or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. you know um if you're a national geographic photographer you like catch like you know shoot like you know lions or some shit uh <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, hey, you know what um like like the apple watch ultra got me to actually go scuba diving the iphone mm-hmm. 15 pro max got me to shoot lions in the wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> but <laughs> you should absolutely do that oh my gosh that yeah that that takes time <laughs> um you know i think that We've seen so much dis, so much commentary around it. I just feel like the tech, the tech world, like the tech bubble that mm-hmm. we are, and a lot of people that are listening, we, I feel like we're more out of touch of reality than ever with the release of this phone. And the reason why I say that, I'm not defending anyone. I'm just saying mm-hmm. everyone that was freaking out about the fact that, like, this is clearly an S year, but Apple no longer mm-hmm. calls it an S year, right? And people, yeah. because it's a brand new number. Because people, how many times, I feel like the past four or five years, people have been complaining about innovation, okay? Uh, But Mm -hmm. specifically this year, across multiple brands, not just Apple, Samsung, Google, they're like, you people aren't innovating enough. I will say, I'm not making excuses, but I think this has to be factored in. Two Mm -hmm. years ago, we were in the peak of pandemic. These products Mm -hmm. were being made during that time. Clearly, that limits what companies were able to accomplish in that year and uh, the life cycle and development of a product typically is around two to three when you start talking about actually manufacturing and assembling and putting right. these things together. Spe- but, especially for a company like Apple, right? That needs to manufacture hundreds of millions of these yeah. things and try to reduce as mu- many pain points or like, you know, issues that might arise. Imagine if there was like, you produce hundreds of million devices and there was like a flaw that would be catastrophic. That would be a disaster on a scale beyond even Samsung, you know, <laughs> like beyond the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Um, and like, I think a lot of people don't, like you said, don't realize that like smaller companies, smaller brands, they don't make as many units. They don't produce as much volume. So like, you know, 
any problems arise, they can just like cover it up or like brush it under the rug and like move on to the next device, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're cheap enough for people to like move on. Yeah, and Ray, the other reality is that more than ever, now that phones in general are pretty mature and in general have, I'm not saying phones have completely plateaued, but it does feel like that at times. People aren't upgrading their phones the majority of people are not even upgrading yeah. their phones every one year or two years. I've When I talk to people, most people are upgrading their phones now three or four or five. And so if that's the majority of the audience, mm -hmm. they're going to love this phone. Everyone that is in that space is going to freak out about this phone. But, you know, this that are the tech bubble that we live in. Mm -hmm. It's they're They're just they're upset. I see it in the comments. I just sometimes I'm like, what are we doing here? Right. It's. Mm -hmm. There's a lack of perspective. And guess what? If it's not for you, that's fine. Just because I think the company that's, doesn't make you up that's, our here, that's fine. Right. So I think it's like even more important that's our responsibility to like inform people that this is not necessarily for a year over year upgrade or even a two year upgrade. If your battery still great, like I said in my review, if your battery still running strong, your display is working, iOS and everything is going great and you don't feel like you need the camera upgrades or the small things, then like, go ahead, keep it another year. And that's actually a testament to Apple, right? They mm -hmm. create these chips that are so good. They last four or five years, like, you know, easy. We just, they just added the iPhone 10 to their like vintage, you know, list. And that's like a six year old phone, right? So it, it feels like it was like only a couple of years ago, like three years ago, but like, it was actually a lot longer than that. So I love that. Apple builds for longevity and there's, there's a long runway. It's not just like you, these phones are going to be so crappy in like a year or two, you know? Yeah. I said exactly, you know, I've kind of stuck to this mantra. Now, if you are happy with your phone and the battery life is fine, you don't need another phone, right? Yeah. There's always going to be there. There's always going to be some people that feel FOMO. That's fine. But, and I, you know, there's a, there's obviously you and I are tech lovers, tech fans, like to me, yeah. I kind of expect you to get the Pro Max because I know how much you love the cameras. I mean, the, mm -hmm. I know how much you're invested in in that aspect of the phone specifically. Yeah. You know, not everyone is like, you know, someone like my mom's like, oh, should I finally get the new iPhone? I think she's on like an eight or something yeah. right now, right? Like, that she, I don't know what she's going to do when they get rid of, when she doesn't have to use the Touch ID button anymore. Like, she's going to have to yeah. learn how to use a phone again. But I'm glad that, you know, not that we always have to agree on things, but that you align with that type of thinking. Like, this and that's okay, right? Yes, it's exactly. okay. Like, why yes. do we have to like hate on people who are like, man, there's nothing exciting for me? It's okay. Keep your old phone. It works. Lovely, you know. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with <laughs> not having. There's nothing wrong with not having to participate in consumerism and buy the newest thing, you know. I, I think part of. I mean, I'm gonna say it. I think part of the issue is that tech reviewers. Of, of feed into that mentality and make people feel this idea of FOMO and not kind of bring yeah. a grounded perspective. Like they're like, Oh my gosh, this, this, this. And everyone's like, dude, it's not even that different. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how some people say it. I think actually surprisingly enough, there's a lot more different to this phone than people kind of give it credit for in, in my yeah. mind, um, just using it and experiencing it without a doubt. And we, we, you know, you and I are used to the fact that people that haven't, been able to try this at first they're going to throw out their hot takes i mean mm -hmm. you might be the king of hot takes but you actually try this stuff <laughs> out um but yeah. you know that the there's one once you get this thing in hand right out of the gate you're gonna be like this feels like a different phone and and that might more matter a lot more than anything else like right it feels like a different phone i think it's 
I mean, increasingly, I think it's going to be rare and rarer that we get any kind of singular selling feature, like a one feature that like makes this make or makes or breaks like a new phone, uh, especially an iPhone. And it's just going to be a combination or a collection of many little things. And they're all quality of life upgrades. They're not necessarily essentials that you must have. But, you know, once you get all those little things together, you're going to feel like it's a brand new experience. It's going to feel like a brand new experience. Yeah. Right. And so like, I re- like my non-tech friends are like, okay, so what's the new thing from the iPhone? Cause like the, I didn't watch the keynote. They weren't keeping up. And I was like, well, there's an action button. It's made of titanium. There's a better five X lens. Cameras are better across the board on no matter which device you use. There's a way more powerful chip. And that's basically it. Right. Those, those are USB C right. Yeah. USB C that's a big one. And they're like, I'm good. And I'm like, that's totally fine. You know, if you think that none of those things add value to your user experience, then that's great. But if you feel like any single one of those, or even, you know, a bunch of those add a lot of value, then go ahead, go up, go upgrade. You know, it needs to be worth your money. And I don't, I don't think reviewers honestly can really make such a personal shopping experience recommendation anymore. Like it's so, it's such a preference thing, you know, it comes down to how you use your phone, you know, do you use your cameras a lot? I do. I have a one terabyte iPhone and I fill it up every year. You know, like I'm <laughs> yes, serious. Sir. I fill it yes, up. Sir. I shoot and record everything. They're like, you're insane. I'm like, well, I'm a different user than you, you know, right. you sit there and you look at TikTok and you're, you're using an iPhone eight and it works just great. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know, it is it is use case for sure. Let's, you know, we, it's so funny we we got into that conversation. Let's talk about some of the other features USB-C. Yeah. Has that made a difference for you in positive ways in mm-hmm. annoying ways? Um how how is that kind of let's air quote it because I bought all the adapters a long time ago when I kind of bit the <laughs> bullet with the I bit the bullet with the iPad Pro back in the day. Uh-huh. Um but how has USB-C from so far with your experience been? Has it made any I impact think- on you whatsoever? Uh, for me personally, no, uh, mainly because I own a lot of dongles for lightning and I, unlike you have not invested a lot in like, say USB C adapters. I've got a few for my MacBook, you know, for an SD card reader and everything. And those all work actually just right out of the box. Uh, like I have an old anchor, like multi-port, uh, USB C dongle that I had for my 12 inch MacBook. And I just plugged that in and worked, read my SD card for my camera perfectly. But, you know, like I also own a MacBook and I use the MagSafe charger. And so it's not like I'm using a single cable for everything. And I also think this dream of like this single USB cable for charging all your devices is like highly overrated, um, mainly because like I'm still going to carry multiple charging devices, right? Uh, charging cables. And I need multiple chargers when I'm like traveling. So it's not like I can share one cable for all of my devices. Um, so carrying like a, a lightning cable has never been an issue, especially when I'm with like a full size USB a port on the other end, you know, yeah, um, which t- you'll need if you're on a plane. <laughs> yeah. And to me, the only issue is sometimes I'm looking at a cable and like, wait, is this USB C or lightning that no. sure. Uh, can that be semi tiny bit annoying, but it's never annoyed me. I just look at it. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's the one I need. Right. I think the, with the cables, I think the bigger change for me for at least like from a charging perspective is wireless charging. It's just so much easier. And I would love for that to get a lot faster. If MagSafe like charging could get a lot faster, or, you know, I'm on par in terms of speed with um, USB-C, then honestly, 
I don't even want to use USB-C. I also yeah. think it's an uglier port. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you you don't like you do you literally stare at the port and be like, it's uglier. Right. Well, it has like a little like uh PCB like in the middle. Really. Yeah. yeah, and I fucking I, I really don't like that. It's just like not as neat of a port. Wow, like, Ray, I didn't yeah. know that you were such a port enthusiast. Um, I learned I really you know, you're a port snob. Look, look if, the, if the phone is thicker, then it's because of this port. I'm that, I'm just saying. The phone is a, like a millimeter thicker, and it's going to be because <laughs> of this port. And it still feels great in hand, like you did say but earlier. But it still feels great in hand. Yeah. Um, so if I think if Apple did not change the new material, you know, just left it as thick as it is now, then and as heavy as it is, as it was before, then, yeah, I would be complaining a lot more about USB-C and its repercussions. I remember in previous podcasts, one of the things that we had talked about, I think we've done like a yearly, sh- like the year recap, you had mentioned that they need to make their phones lighter and they did mm-hmm. deliver on that request for you. You, you yeah. had brought that up a couple of times. Yeah, they did it just for me. <laughs> just so you know that I listen to you and Apple listens to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim <laughs> Should we thank hey, um, Jaws? Who should be thanking? Yeah. I don't know. Thank someone. Thank, thank the engineer. The material that science engineer. Yeah. That are watching um, our podcast or listening to our podcast. The other thing I want to talk about USB-C, just to let people know, at least from the iPhone 15 Pro to the iPhone 15, the standard models are still using basically USB 2.0 speeds, mm-hmm. which were the same as lightning, similar. And yeah. then the new iPhone 15 Pros are transferring at 10 gigabits per second, which is not but, full. But what? you need a new, you need to buy you a separate a cable, cable for that. Out. You need to buy a cable. For That's this. the part that breaks my heart. That, so, that comes with a nice, beautiful braided cable now. And it's only a USB 2, like, you know, transfer speed cable. So to me, yeah. they should have included that in the pros. They, sh- they, they should have included it in the, yeah. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even looking at the bookkeeping. But <laughs> you guys, you guys are sitting, I think, on like over a trillion dollars. Also, yeah. you make a killing off of making your cases. Let's yeah. show like, let's just how much more was it a <laughs> dollar more? Two dollars more? It couldn't even be two dollars just from a mass scale point to yeah. include the proper mother effing cable. Yeah. Now that that that's petty. That's bad Apple petty to me. It's like, come on, guys. Like. You, you yeah. already have to buy, you also already have to buy, some people already have them, let's be clear. But also if you don't, you also have to buy a, at least a 20 watt charger to take, adva- to take advantage of the, fa- air quotes, fast fast charging oh, no. feature. Okay, you guys, guys can't see this. You can't see this. Wait, something just happened. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? You did air quotes and balloons just went on the screen. Is that okay, from Zoom? I'm using Mac OS. <laughs> I'm using Mac OS Sonoma. <laughs> And when you do oh, hand yes, gestures, the- when you do hand gestures, different things pop amazing. on screen. And I haven't, I haven't disabled it, and it just balloons popped up on camera. Sorry, <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. I wish everybody could have seen that moment. That would have been. It's that would have been, been great. I might post. You're gonna it. put but it on anyways, next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but anyways, um, I think the USB C. Here's the thing. It's nice for content creators. You can't get over it. It's nice for content yeah. creators that uh, it is faster speeds, but. Who's to say in a year or two, all of a sudden we're going to get Thunderbolt level speeds where it's 40 mm-hmm. gigabits per second. Like, yeah. I just feel that the USB-C that they put in here, yes, we know it's Apple, but USB-C has been out for literally like 10 years. They gave us as vanilla of a of a style of USB-C as you could get 10 yeah. years later. 
So well, they they didn't ever want to really add it probably, yep. right? They know they outright um, they said begrudgingly. They yeah, they begrudgingly added it because of regulation from the European Union. And yeah, so here we are, you know. So they kind of like spun it as like this is just great, this is a better port, it's faster or whatever. And but we all know the real reason, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing is so. to mention is if you look at just from a perspective of the industry, okay. Uh, what 30 30 their fast charging is 30 minutes to get 50 percent. okay for people i know a lot of people don't pay attention but and there are battery health concerns as well but let me just throw this out here and i talked about in my review you got a company like xiaomi that can charge a phone in 17 minutes from zero to 100 they even did a demo earlier this year that was extreme like 300 watt charging zero to 100 in five less than five minutes all right yeah so apple can also improve their charging um they absolutely want they absolutely could could could. yeah but i think like i said earlier they gotta be very cautious about shipping something like that right because if even like a few iphones are exploding uh because of fast charging they're screwed imagine having to recall like hundreds of millions of those they're going to be in, right. in 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 real trouble. So I think they're going to be play a very cautious game when they know that they, you know, there are no issues that they can reach a certain speed uh, without, you know, any any like phones catching on fire. Um, then they'll do it. But it's not going to be like they don't. They know they don't need to catch up and they don't actually need to compete there uh, because they have other things that are very sticky. You know, like iMessage and AirDrop and FaceTime and iCloud, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I don't think they're like, I'm more so threatened by whatever Android's doing. <laughs> you know, I don't, in fact, I don't think they're threatened they at all. They don't even think, they don't even think about it. They don't, they're like, I don't even see you. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing their own you know? thing. Like without exactly. it. And there are enough people in the you know iPhone ecosystem that they will keep updating every couple of years and they're staying in the family, you know, and that's okay. Apple is knows that, it, that it's not going to convert everyone every year. Um, but long-term, yeah, you might convert to an iPhone one at one point or another, whether it's your, your spouse or your partner, et cetera, or your kids or whatever. Everyone knows that the strongest thing Apple has right now is the iMessage bubbles. It's, I mean, <laughs> guess what? You know, Google has been doing this campaign about RCS. Yeah, they've even, they've good. even talked to influence like tech influencers, creators to, to talk it's about it. Which, work. Yeah. The only, the only way that. We're can't gonna, shame gonna, a company like Apple, you know? No. The only way you're going to get uh, RCS is if the European Union <laughs> flexes their muscle one more time and says, yeah. um, you need to adopt this messaging standard for all. Yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding. And because at the same time, hey, Apple built whatever you think about it. Apple built that platform and mm-hmm. it has the blue bubbles and it. It is made, look, uh, there was a recent survey. They surveyed over 10,000 teens and mm-hmm. it, it, over 80% of millennial Gen Z, sorry, not millennial, uh, 80% of Gen Z teens are using iPhone and they're going to be locked in the ecosystem. Yeah. That is that is the power of Apple's ecosystem. Even at a young age, it's going to be yeah. hard to convert that 20%, you know, or increase that 20%. That's not going to change to maybe 30 or 40% for Android. That's going to maybe move yeah. a couple points. But that's a yeah. huge... When you look at the future of how young people are using this, these devices, 
Mm -hmm. Those numbers are going to, at least that's in the U.S. Of course, globally, it's different. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, you'll get ostracized if you're like a teenager in school and you've got like a Android phone, you break everyone's chat chats, you know, that's what my nephew, you know, young guy, he's teens would. Yeah. Yeah. Teens would rather have an old iPhone, super old iPhone that has iMessage and blue bubbles than the best Android phone that costs like, you know, 2000, even if you gave them a $2,000 Android phone, they'd be like, yeah, no, I, I'd rather take an iPhone SE. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's how like sticky this stuff is. Yeah, absolutely. So iPhone 15 pro, um, I mean, I'm, it's a solid Apple for me. You know, it just depends on where you are on the upgrade path. It is not a bad, it's not for people that are intimating that it's a crappy phone. They just mm-hmm. never used it yet. That sounds silly to me. Yeah, well, I mean, the phone just came out today as we're recording this <laughs> Friday, September 22nd. So regular people, most regular people haven't got a chance to try it. I mean, like in stores. So I think the sentiment will change in the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I think it's a great device, a great upgrade personally for me because I don't like cases. So just being able to appreciate the materials is really important to me and the, like the lightness and then obviously the cameras are a great upgrade in my opinion. Um, I feel like I'm getting sharper photos from the 24 megapixel uh, bend images from the 20, 48 megapixel sensor. And yeah, across the board, it's just like better dynamic range, especially on a screen that you can can actually like display that uh, extra color range and a little bit better low light performance. I love the new portrait mode that you can Dude. do inside of regular mode. Um, I think that's like the killer feature because like, you know, just, it's just so slow switching to portrait mode, right? And some of the other stuff are really nice too. Like I, I think I mentioned like there's a uh, continuous zoom in cinematic mode. Um, what else is there? I mean, those are the two kind of software features that I think I'll actually really use and enjoy. Not even actually, I, I, yeah. when I was playing ooh, with portrait ooh, mode, ooh. I loved it. Yeah. 48 megapixel JPEG or he files. I like that. Uh, no longer have to shoot in pro raw and get like a massive 70 megabyte file. You can like get like something that's like more manageable. Uh, I think it's like 10 megabytes or something like that. So if you really want the full readout resolution and you don't care about like a dip in like, you know, uh, processing, uh, HDR processing, then uh, this is great. I feel like they added a lot of pro features, you know? Oh, this, I mean, this, this phone, although it's a small segment, it's the yeah. phone that I said, if there was a, before there was a time where when Apple would say the name pro in the phone, you're like, what makes this thing pro? It wasn't yeah. even, it literally was, there was nothing that you would say, this is a pro phone. I think yeah. this year, this is absolutely a pro phone. You have the ability, they showed us demos of being plugged into a capture once they like, this is a professional photography setup. Which is that, very silly. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. The fact but, that you can do it. Yes, you know, yes. Makes it very also, pro. Though, you know, doing a having log encoding for log I, exactly that, that makes me really as a content creator. That is yeah. really interesting that that's on a phone. The ability to uh, save your files on an external drive through USB C. That's also See, interesting. I was thinking exactly. I was thinking exactly that when they told me about log. I'm like, who the heck is going to shoot log other than like you know their pro photographers and videographers? And I'm like. But actually, the next generation of kids, yes. creators, they are shooting with their phones. They are starting with their phones, and they want the features that they cannot get from a $3,000 Sony camera. And so like, just putting them on log, getting them started, gives them the tools to help them aspire and get to where they need to be 
in the future. And I think that has always been like why I'm drawn to Apple is like, you know, they give you these tools and make it accessible, right? Like just shipping MacBooks with iMovie. Like you already have a free piece of software to edit your videos. There would not be all these like amateur YouTubers and vloggers and creators if it if if the software costs like, you know, way outside of their budget. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I just steal Photoshop, the pirate Photoshop, because there's no way I could afford a copy of myself yep, at the too. time, right? Me and too. so the fact that these tools are all built in, they come with the phone. I mean, imagine being like a 15 year old and just being a shoot log and learn color grading and everything. That is like, I think truly, truly wonderful. And we, we know that next generation, their brains fire at a completely different rate than ours do. I I see it all the time in my nieces and nephews. Um, It's wild. It, I, it may be, or may or may not be healthy depending on, you know, how those effects are, but they, they, they fired a different level. And again, you know, having seen young people like log, I don't even shoot in log yet, right? Not everyone does, right? Yeah. But there's this upstart generation that has kind of said, hey, I'm going to use the best I can with the tools I have. And exactly. Point, right, right. And yeah, Apple, you can do that with a phone that basically starts at $9.99. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on, that cameras back in the day that could even shoot anything remotely professional were literally like, Tens of thousands. Yes. So this is a different, this is a different, you know, a different beast, a different world. We're not trying to sound old, but this is, I mean, I'd be, I always look at my niece and nephews. I'm like, you guys have no idea how awesome a time you live in. Like, it's so, it's so incredible. It's so incredible. So, you know, yeah. All right. Well, okay. We're both like really into the 15 pros. Pro, yeah. Uh, and, but what about the regular 15s? Let's do a kind of lightning round. I feel like we should do like, it's not the biggest update, but you know, there are some things that kind of make it a little better than the 14 and 14 plus, right? Um, Dynamic Island now, even though it's still 60 Hertz um, and then obviously USB-C, but capped at USB 2.0 speeds. Uh, there's some new colors, which I think I'd love your input on. And then what else is there? There's no action button on this guy. Um, there's a 48 megapixel camera on the foot on the 15s this year right new 48 megapixel camera and they also added a virtual like 2x telly uh, because of that 48 megapixel sensor um and then they just used the same chip from last year from the 14 pros the a16 bionic so yeah tell us about these colors dude what are your thoughts um i i called it if if ether <laughs> had no soul if you wanted <laughs> what a pastel would look like on a pastel, yeah, like these are washed. These, they're washed. They're 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 wa- like it's interesting enough. So Apple talked about the infusing these metallic, uh, yeah, the color ions inside the glass, <laughs> and I was actually like, oh, I was hoping they'd look more vivid, right? You'd actually, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know that there's trends towards fashion of more muted colors. Mm-hmm. These are more than muted colors. These are like really like the blue. You look at it, you're like, wait, is this actually blue? I think the pink in stands bright out the light. Most. In bright light, <laughs> some of these devices can look like white. White. <laughs> yeah, like if you compare like last year's yellow to an iPhone like 10R yellow to even like 11 yellow, like these, this is the lightest yellow I've ever seen. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a, honestly personally again. I'm not a fan of the color palette of being so washed out personally. I, cause you know, it just seems so neutral that mm-hmm. a lot of times color is personality. You, you emotionally connect with color. 
when I saw these, I'm like, there's no emotional connection. <laughs> to me. I mean, that's, a, that's just, is, me is it because of it. like the environmentally friendly, like uh, materials that they're using, like recycled, it's carbon, more carbon neutral. Uh, does that have any impact on they, the colors? Okay. You make a good point. They sure as hell didn't talk about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I will say, like, I like that they're not like, glossy this time i guess yeah you no know, the matte the matte finish is really nice yeah. agreed i think the look the 15 in this lineup you and i are pro users mm -hmm. to be the best value the biggest value here is absolutely the 15 you're basically getting a 14 pro from last year and people yeah. that have a 14 pro shouldn't in general i'm saying in general shouldn't really feel super compelled to have to upgrade so let's mm -hmm. say you're someone who has like a 10 and you want to save a little money and you get a regular 15 or 15 plus damn that's an upgrade man that's a huge yeah. upgrade so you know i wish i don't i get why apple's trying to separate their 120 hertz pro motion for the pros yeah. even and maybe look it's a cost thing too even from a manufacturing standpoint of throwing them a bone and giving them maybe 90 hertz mm -hmm. but i feel like at the end of the day even when i use a 60 hertz screen once you use it for a little while, it doesn't, it doesn't bother. It settles me. in. It doesn't bother. It doesn't exactly. bother me. Right. So, and they know that too, right? No one, right. no one's complaining in the blogs. Like, oh my gosh, I hate going down to 60. Once you, my, my display that I edit video on is only a 60 Hertz refresh rate. <laughs> I get a C120 when I open up yeah. my laptop screen. I'm like, oh, this is nice, but I don't feel like, oh, this is so horrible. Right. Yeah. I think once it becomes like your normal, your standard normal, then it doesn't matter. Um, I feel like, you know, actually would rather tell people to buy a 14 Pro instead of a 15, mm. just because you get those actual like lenses, it's good call, uh, it's good photo, call. and you get the same chip and you might get a more premium feel. Um, obviously you don't get USB-C or, you know, um, the new 48 megapixel sensor, but most of it's there, you know, you get the promotion, you get the dynamic island, and Dynamic it's probably going to be on sale somewhere um, because Apple doesn't officially sell the 14 Pros anymore. So um, it's not a bad value too if you can get a 14 Pro on sale. What you know, the, you you brought this up, so I got to ask about it. What do you think about the Dynamic Island one year later? Uh, whelmed, underwhelmed, overwhelmed? Like where are you at with this? Uh, I want to say just like slightly below whelmed but like above okay. a little bit over underwhelmed uh not quite over underwhelming but like i was really hoping that apple would have like introduced or announced some kind of new features for dynamic island this year like you know more apps or like you know more things that you could do with it but um i think maybe next year you know now that all their 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 15 series lineup has the dynamic island they'll probably push more developers to uh, create apps for it and so we'll Great get point. you know um, it'll be, it'll feel a little less barren, I guess, you know, Uber just added the dy dynamic island support, like, you know, six months after launch. Um, and so it's taken a while. It it's probably caught them off guard too. Maybe like they didn't think that it would take so long, you know, for people to adopt this, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the dynamic island is like, it's not something I interact with too much anymore, you know, and I kind of wish and hope that they will turn into a full-blown like notification system or something, something more like alive, like what we said in our earlier reviews last year um, to make it feel like a differentiator between iPhone and Android. I feel like live activities have been more useful to me than the actual dynamic Island. 
you know, yeah. on screen when, you know, and typically it's the only time it comes into play for me is sports scores and then Ubers and lifts. Those are mm-hmm. the most of the time where I see it. Lifts, uh, yeah. You know, you and you and I talked about, we were excited about it because it felt like, man, this could really make this feel like an organic living thing. And unfortunately it just hasn't panned out that way so far. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's dead on arrival yet, but mm-hmm. maybe with the next generation version of it, maybe the camera system allows more visual space to be used yeah. to incorporate a little bit more information I think that will help a lot because right Apple, now, literally, it's like you basically get two little circles to see something on the ends yeah. of the camera display. Apple has this tendency of like adding these, like introducing these really cool features and then kind of just like doing nothing with them, right? Like a touch bar or like, you know, 3D touch or like force touch and like, you know, the dynamic island is just like, oh, great. Now show us, keep showing us what we can do with this thing. And then they just stop after like announcing it. And it's like, was this just like slapped together? Like that? Then you're like looking back and like it could have been executed a lot better, you know. I think part of it is also we've seen how Apple operates, and for example, let's look at the Apple Watch as a product where they really let the user dictate so, how yeah. they're using it to drive the direction of how they innovated it. And mm-hmm. to your point, Touch Bar, 3D Touch. I mean, you and I both love, free, we we love freaking 3D touch, but yeah. not enough people used it. And because Apple saw that, they're like, eh. And so if not enough, the pro, I think the challenge with Dynamic Island right now is they need to see more developers embrace it. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe it be, means the next generation version. Right now, okay, they're planting the seeds here. But much like Touch Bar, if people aren't really using it and it's not a reason why people are um, like, you know, they do, they have their market research data and surveys. If people aren't saying dynamic Island is one of mm-hmm. my top three reasons why I went, I use this or love this phone. That tells you a lot. And I would argue right now, dynamic Island is not one of the top three reasons why I love this phone, but it's such a feature that is right in front of your face could be, but it's just yeah. not yet. So if we're not using it, I think Apple tends to steer away from it. They put it out there. They they see what happens. They're they're going to leave this thing dynamic island on here at least three or four years for you know yeah. total. Even when Touch Bar felt like it was dying, yeah. right? They still left it there. So right. um, we'll that I think that kind of plays into how they've operated, where they they do see how we're going to use this, much like we're going to see they're going to see how we use Vision Pro, and once they get mm-hmm. that data, they're going to lean into those things, you know. Um, whether it, I really feel like their immersive content play is really the number one kind of consumer aspect of it, more than spatial computing. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Like we have to see, and it's going to take them more than a year to get this because there's not going to be that many adopters that can give them enough, like some trends, but maybe not enough information yet. Hundred percent agree, um, and I hope they actually do something with this thing, or it's just going to be such a disappointment in Dude, right? two years. Two years when we come back on this podcast and we're just like, <laughs> "Yeah, what a disappointment! What a flop! <laughs> what a huge <laughs> flop!" I don't want it to be. I think it could be something great if they actually build the right things for it. You know, dude, I agree with you. And come on, man, dynamic island. <laughs> I put it in my song lyrics as a feature because I thought it was badass. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Yeah. Do me a solid. Like, let's don't make do Brian pop. wrong like this, man. <laughs> let's make this thing pop, man. Come on. So, um, yeah, I, I do, but overall, the 15, you make a great point about yeah, you should just get a 14 pro because let's see, yeah. a 14 pro, would they be 799 these days? Maybe, maybe. Uh, might might be. 
uh, right, with right. trading and everything. So it's an interesting proposition because the processing power won't make a difference from a fifteen a. Uh, no, it's a sixteen and a sixteen on both of those actually. So a sixteen bionic on both of those. Correct, 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 correct. Right. So, so. Um, you're you're not you're really not losing much. But I for the for the person who's like literally on an eight or ten. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a big it'll be a huge difference uh, for them to get a 15 just a regular 15 it, it's a yeah. nice it's a nice nice upgrade honestly for that I like I, I think that's the whole point right Apple is really trying to like widen the gap between the regular totally. models and the 15 or the pros and there are even rumors about next year's 16 pros being even like you know slightly bigger screens etc so I think Apple's actually doing the right thing. That's the right strategy. They should be like widening that gap and differentiating why you should be paying a premium for this. Um, but also Apple loves to upsell, right? They love to like upsell people. And it's like, okay, just even though it's like a $200 difference, $799, dollars $300 difference, if they can get you into the pro, you're basically trapped there. You're going to love it so much. You're never going back to a regular. You won't go back. You know, you can't go back. You, you won't go, go back. back. Exactly. So you know, you're going to be basically like locked in, paying a premium price for iPhones for in like indefinitely. So um, no, seriously, in a, in a good agree. way. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for not sure. like in a, in a oh, it's prison. In more like a you know. <laughs> want a jail cell that you want to be in you know <laughs> yeah okay. people are more people are more than happy inside the ecosystem without a doubt exactly okay, let's exactly let's talk let's talk apple watch man um okay very increment very minor updates uh super in my incremental opinion. like like i don't even i won't even say incremental it's like really like yeek. maybe a what is what is what were the what were the new updates? Slim incremental well, is that the is that slim incremental? Is there a word that well, we can come up with? Well, maybe it's like incremental now, but maybe it won't be so much later when you can actually use the power of the S9 SIP. Absolutely. Um, so I've been testing the S9. Um, they did not send me a S, uh, Apple Watch Ultra, Ultra 2. 2. Yeah, I didn't get an Ultra 2 either. Uh, so all my only impressions are S. What are we on? <laughs> S Series uh, 9 yeah, with yeah. the S9 chip, right? Yeah. Is it S9 chip? Yep, S9 yep, chip? Yep. Oh, no. Oh, You're no. good. Hold on. I still have you. Dude, you somehow activate my Siri or whatever. I oh, didn't say no. anything. I don't know, but it activated. Um, sorry. Uh, what were you saying? Um, you were just saying, S- you just said, you just yeah. said Series 9 with S9 chip. Yeah, so I've been testing that, and honestly, it feels like a regular Apple Watch Series 8, Series 7. Uh, especially if you uh, you've updated to Watch OS 10, uh, which I have, and the only real groundbreaking feature uh, is what the double, double tap. tap. Yep, double tap, which lets you pinch and double tap your index and your thumb together to basically like select or you know m- scroll through uh, different elements on top of the Apple Watch, and yeah, I, I would say like. This is not a groundbreaking Apple Watch. If you have an outdated Apple Watch that's slow, it's not performing for your needs, like you know, tracking accurately. Uh, you know, it's it's just too slow, then upgrade. If not, then more power to you. I've got personally, I've got my Series 4 still going good, still going great. So someone uh-huh. asked me, Hey, should I I have a Series 4? I said, Are you happy with it? Is the battery life okay? Mm-hmm. They're like, Yeah, I'm like, wait till next year. Cause really, if you yeah. right the if you can hold out for the Apple Watch Series 10, which should be kind of like the next at least significant jump, look, yeah, then 
then then you're ta- then then that's worth it. You know, Apple even themselves have said, "Hey, two thirds of customers for Apple Watch are new customers." Mm-hmm. So this is not, and this is a product that you know, arguably doesn't really need to be upgraded as often. And they do like, in you know, they they update the the SIP, um, which sometimes is just because it's on a new inside a new um, form factor or inside a new uh, Apple Watch. But it feels exactly the same. Double tap, I won't say it's transformative, but it's really nice when, you know, you can, it basically takes the the topmost feature of an app. So let's say Ray messages me. I thought mm-hmm. this was actually one I used the most. I double tap my finger and it instantly sets me up in Siri to respond yeah. to voice to text. And then I double tap to send it. I thought that was actually really a smooth execution of it. Um, also taking calls, double tap. Uh, even things that I didn't expect, my Google Nest uh, doorbell, when someone mm-hmm. comes and shows up and rings it, I can actually double tap. And this is just because the the way the API was built. I can double tap and basically it it leaves a voice memo for the person like, oh, please leave the package at the door. And all I did was just double tap and acknowledge that they rang the doorbell. And I didn't. that's not a first party app from Apple. That's just based on how the developers have built their apps. So I think mm-hmm. that as developers get used to it, there will be more features at the same time. I have a Series 7 and I'm not planning to upgrade to a Series 9. I'm, you know, it's it's not groundbreaking enough for me, even though I really like it. I'm going to save my money for Series 10. <laughs> that, yeah. That's where I'm at with it. The t- the reports right now are the 10th anniversary Apple Watch X or 10 uh, should be something special. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, the screens are same size. Battery life is basically the same. They've got some new bands, the fine woven bands, the new recyclable uh, silicone bands or whatever um, for Nike. Um, they're, Siri, a, they're, a, Siri on, they're Siri on the on the watch, uh, right. which is they're faster. They're Siri on the watch. Yeah, um, it is And faster. you can do like Siri and health, right? Yes, These correct, are all correct. cool features. Um, yeah, not like a huge update. I think it's like a... It's fine if you need a new Apple Watch or you don't own an Apple Watch. Perfect, perfect device, you know? I mean, if it feels like half of an, you know, if we used to call like S an incremental upgrade, is this like a C? Like half of an S is a C? <laughs> this is that that sounds bad, but, you know. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, again, Apple knows this. They know what, if, if everyone was upgrading every year on an Apple Watch, yeah. they would probably push a little harder, but they aren't. You know, yeah. the fact that, the only reason if this why is, I, if it, if an S model is like a, a 0.5, then this is like a 0.3. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a series series eight C. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, but but uh, you know, even I I upgraded from a four to a mm-hmm. seven, and I didn't have to. But there was a point where like, okay, I do want a little bigger screen, and I do really love the Apple yeah. Watch. But yeah, that that was my upgrade from a four to a seven, mm-hmm. and I haven't upgraded since. Um, I do own an Ultra because I bought it for yeah. a review, but I don't wear the Ultra as much because it's a little bulkier and it mm-hmm. hits. I, I actually bump it around things a lot. Not that I'm clumsy, but it just is a little bigger. <laughs> and I, I do use it for outdoor too. When I'm surfing, when yeah. I'm snorkeling, oh, the Apple mm-hmm. Watch Ultra is so nice. But it's a use case thing. Yeah. How how fortunate are we to have, oh, I could pick between the Apple Watch I want, right? That's just like some first world mm-hmm. stuff right there. That's, but uh, yeah, it's, it's nice if you're and if you're a brand new Apple Watch customer, you're gonna love that thing, like without a doubt. It's so dope yeah. in the ecosystem. Like I was surprised Apple still doesn't reveal their sales numbers, but mm-hmm. I still think the user base based on estimates and analyst reports is 
maybe only 25% of people that have an iPhone actually have an Apple Watch. I think there's a lot more room to grow. And the fact that Apple says yeah. two-thirds of customers are brand new, um, mm-hmm. that's cool. One feature I did want to call out, I don't know if you tried it, um, it does require a Series 9 with a new 15 or 15 Pro is where oh, yeah, when you go into uh, your little control center. Before, you used to ping your watch to make yeah, a sound cool. to your phone. No, it actually has a ultra wide band. Right? It goes precision yeah. right to it. That's actually yeah. really cool. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. Uh, it shows like a little like, is that arrow, right? Yeah, that map, uh, that then, green screen with the arrow. Yeah, the green screen. To walk. Yeah, so you, you can actually like, precisely, like you're like one foot away from your watch that uh, from your phone that's like stuck in the couch or whatever. And like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the screen's also like twice as bright, I think. Yeah, brighter, tw- 2000. Uh, right so it's good for outdoors. So it's like, in aggregate, it's a decent update. But like, you know, again, I think... It, Apple just makes Apple watches so good. They're like, so almost too good to a fault that like they're, they can endure for like four or five years or five like generations and you'll still be good. You know? It's, it's, it's like a, to me, when the the next big break, whenever it happens, we know this is difficult stuff is once they get that blood sugar sensor in it. And it still sounds like we're years away from that. Um, like three, four or five years. That's going to be really groundbreaking. Yeah. That that's where all of a sudden it's like, whoa like this is yeah almost a, a must serious... it might become a must have honestly for a lot of people uh once yeah. once and if they can get to that point where it's not going to be as specific as actually getting blood drawn but just be able to yeah. pull trends of your blood mm-hmm. sugar levels and where you might be at and give recommendations that's where this thing takes itself to another level or i mean adding a dick tracy facetime camera to it, when it's, <laughs> but that, that's that's my dream request that they'll i don't i don't want to say never but why would they do that? Well, maybe they might when the chip gets more efficient and you know yeah. they run out of things to add. <laughs> <laughs> so in 10 years, because we're saying we're saying they pretty much every Apple Watch comes out last you basically four or five years, eh, 10 years, yeah. we, we might get it, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we've lived this long without a touchscreen Mac book, you know, so <laughs> who knows? Maybe it might never happen after all. Stop, uh, stop dreaming. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> the Apple Watch Series 9 Ultra 2, um, you know, just like you said, as a whole, nice, but we don't really use our watches that different until a new health sensor maybe offers new ways right. to use it, right? So, yep. okay, um, let's talk AirPods Pro 2 with USB-C. That's basically the last thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've got them in my ears right now. As do and... I. They sound exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> Well, they sound the same right now with our MacBooks, but you know, maybe not with a certain spatial computer. uh, Apparently, Uh, yeah. I mean, they're Apple uh, AirPods Pro Gen Two with USB C and uh, was IP fifty four dust resistance, water and dust resistance. So it's officially IP rated now for dust protection. And why don't you tell everybody, since you kind of broke the story about why these only work with, uh, why the USB-C models of the AirPods Pro Gen 2 only work with um, Apple Vision Pro. And not well, thank the you for that segue. Thank you for that segue, Ray. So <laughs> it's it was not really like you cool. did a whole video about it this morning. It's not, it's not like I got an exclusive interview with it. Um, so for people that want to check out my channel on the video channel, um, I was fortunate enough, this is, people don't understand these things take months to line up. I'm just going to tell it right now. Um, but I was able to talk to the VP of sensing and connectivity, which is actually really awesome. They gave me access to it. Normally they give me access to like director of product marketing and they can only tell you so much, mm-hmm. but you need to really get at that VP level for them to 
like let you get new information. So what Ray's alluding to is the USB-C version, right? Uses the H2 chip. That is the brains and processing in AirPods Pro 2 from both the Lightning version and this new version. In a mm-hmm. press release, Apple had talked about how, oh, there's an H2 chip in the new upcoming Apple Vision Pro, which was new news. But then they said the USB-C version of AirPods Pro 2 will be able mm-hmm. to connect to the Apple Vision Pro and provide lossless audio. At the same time, Apple never explained why, how they were doing it. And it was like, what? Yeah. It was kind of like, wait, why? And so I just basically asked them directly, what was it about? And um, Ron Huang, the VP of Sensing and Connectivity, said that the new USB-C AirPods Pro 2 run at 5 gigahertz. So they have the support for 5 gigahertz spectrum and the Apple Vision Pro does. Whereas the Lightning versions only run at 2.4 and 5 gigahertz is a lot cleaner. It allows them to do a lot Mm -hmm. more and provides them with ultra low latency, which he really alluded to is going to come into play with more uh, with response of hearing and seeing content that's immersive or video content, right? Little to no delay. And that's what Apple's really been pushing hard about this Vision Pro. Um, You know, the the visual, I think, was it it 20 millisecond delay, um, which is basically like, you don't feel it. And I I agree. I didn't really feel yeah. it compared to other headsets. The audio is going to be low latency. And these are challenges. It'll that, reduce stuff like ghosting and all that stuff. Exactly. And so these are challenges that a lot of VR headsets have had to fa- face with. But because Apple develops their own silicon in-house, they, can, they have the advantage to fine-tune and optimize this in addition to things. So basically, there, there's a 5 gigahertz antenna in the new AirPods Pro 2 with USB-C and the Apple Vision Pro. And we will potentially if if it all delivers yeah. we'll get lossless audio and ultra low latency for those yeah. experiences for the vision pro no other uh, product has that right now or will and when i pressed them a little bit about okay so the h2 has come to the vision pro are we not that they would ever reveal that i i just alluded to is this something that's you're thinking about putting in other products and what was interesting is he said we look at h2 as a more audio device centric product mm-hmm. Because I asked, why why wasn't it in the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro? Everyone would have assumed like you could take advantage of this new feature. And he says the iPhone Bluetooth chip, although it does manage audio, it manages a lot of other things and other tasks and connectivity. And the H2 mm-hmm. is really more geared towards audio. So it didn't sound like for now, until it happens, that H2 yeah. would be integrated into an iPhone or a Mac in the near future. It seems like this ultra low latency thing that they're pushing for is Vision Pro. And at the same time, if yeah. you put 10 people on the street and you had them listen to audio samples, a lossless versus non-lossless, I'm pretty sure 8 out of 10, maybe even 9 out of 10, might not be able to tell the difference. You know, when we talk yeah. about high bit rate, um, you know, audio files. So that's another thing where for the audio geek, you know, the audio file, they yeah. probably can tell. But again, who's Apple's consumer, the general consumer in general, the mass consumer is Apple's customer, um, except when you're talking about buying it. It's, it's almost like a lossless audio is a pro feature for a you know pro headset. <laughs> now, it is a pro feature. I think, like you just said, nine out of 10 people won't be able to hear the difference. And, but is that extra like, you know, 5% that is going to push pros to really appreciate that they are, taking the time and effort to cater to their very specific, you know, niche workflows or experiences. So, uh, and then it's also a good reason to say, Hey, look, 
this is why we're justifying our price. You know, um, I do want to ask something. Um, does that mean the H2 chip inside of the Lightning version of the AirPods Pro 2 are just not capable of five gigahertz? Like it doesn't so have that. What, what they in- so I followed up with them. It's they they specifically kind of called it out as separate things as the H2 and this antenna is mm-hmm. not the same. So it's even right. though they both have the H2, it's the antenna capability that they have mm-hmm. in the Lightning that is only running at 2.4 gigahertz. Right. Whereas so they're not antenna, like intentionally disabling it. Say, right. and it's been like a secret feature in AirPods Pro 2 Lightning all along, and they just don't want to enable it. Right. That's that's I mean, you know, I can only take them for what they've told me, right? That mm-hmm. but I really I wanted to press like, wait, so that is the difference. That's things I followed up with them afterwards just to make mm-hmm. sure I was getting it right when people ask me, like, wait, 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 wait. Cause then, you know, I saw some comments on a blog that reposted my thing about an article, and people were like, Oh, there's Apple planned obsolescence. I I don't think they I, I always feel like that's a consumer gripe. Like they planned mm-hmm. to make your phone obsolete. These phones last five to six years. Yeah. That's not obsolescence. Go to any other manufacturer yeah. and let me know how how much they support their phones. I mean, Android has right. started to actually now prioritize supporting phones for more than two or three years because mm-hmm. of what Apple has done. And you know, yeah. every company will pull from each other. But I'm just saying, they're not trying to plan obsolescence when our phones last a long ass time. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, so, um, can mm-hmm. I tell you some other things that I thought were interesting from the conversation? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So conversational awareness, where when you talk to someone, it prompts it, like it's ducks down it your lowers, volume. Yeah. yeah. Did you try that yet? I did. I tried it at Starbucks. Uh, basically, like if you're talking to somebody, as soon as it te- detects your voice or another person speaking in front of you, it reduces the background uh, noise and boosts the clarity of your own voice. And uh, it works pretty well, I think. Also, I would say try listening to music and then doing the feature as well. It's really mm-hmm. interesting, right? Just because the yeah. music ducks down. They said if you're listening to podcasts, it doesn't mm-hmm. duck down the audio of the podcast. It actually pauses the podcast because it knows it's a spoken word. And therefore, mm-hmm. they know you're probably listening, don't want to miss anything. Um, the biggest thing is that no other product has been able to do this, but this is a little ecosystem hook. I love singing. And right mm-hmm. now, any device that has any type of conversational awareness, once you sing, it stops the music. Yeah. So Apple said with if you're using Apple Music and looking at the lyrics, with conversational music, yeah. awareness automatically turns off. It, does, mm. it disables temporarily. So you can sing if you're what, listening to Apple Music. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that is clever that they have think, that ecosystem play to be able to do that. That's kind of, man, I wish they, they didn't make it specific into like Apple Music because I did Agreed. try it and I did try singing with spotify because that's my music service of choice um but it does like you know uh interrupt if i'm singing with spotify on but not uh if it's like a light humming like if you're like lightly humming along then it uses the machine learning and it knows that you're like you know you're not speaking actually yeah there's a lot of details yeah there's a lot of details in that interview like for people that really want to geek out about it so people can Mm -hmm. check it out but you know it it's fun at being a you know former. I mean, I don't want to say I'm. I don't think I'm an influencer, but I went to school for journalism. So being able to actually yeah. report original yeah. news from Apple, that's not mm-hmm. common. Like normally, yeah. 
they give us what they want to give us. So it was exciting. And you sent me a nice text. You're like, wow, nice. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like bobbing my head. Dude, like, no, uh, that's a, that's a good kudos. Not every like YouTuber or creator or influencer or, you know, whatever uh, is willing to get push beyond and investigate and, you know, be more curious than just kind of reblasting and uh, regurgitating the press releases, the product pages. And that's really kind of what separates the difference between like a reporter and a journalist versus a person who's, you know, just, just a fan, you know? Um, And so I hope you get more exclusives. Apple, please give Ryan some more exclusives. Uh, Give me some exclusives too. Hey, 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 the fact that the fa- the fact that we're cool with each other, it's like good, right? You're hey, you're cool with you're you're cool with me, they'll be cool with you, right? It's like uh, it's so funny. No, I think it's a great moment. And uh, yeah. you know, I think it's gonna open a lot of doors for more creators to really do the same type of more serious work uh that I mean you you and I have done for most of our careers or our entire careers, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like we're lucky to do this, it's fun, but you know. Part of the job, to me, it's the, you know, you and I are like this. We've talked about this, the chase of like, we get off on getting new info (laughs) and another thing it. And like, it's exciting. It's like, literally, like, I'm just telling you. That's the best part, being being able to get answers to your curiosity, you know? Yes. And like, in the moment, you know, wait, 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 you, right? Part of it is you have to really know your, your stuff to be able to be like, wait, that's something new they said, right? That. You have to read like everything that's out there to kind of know, because sometimes they'll say things and it goes over your head and you're like, wait, you missed that. But to know in that moment, I get like this, like, like I almost feel this like, oh, that's new. They haven't said this. And when it's Apple that says it, then it's like, ooh. ooh." So it was fun, bro. It was fun. It was fun. So So you're telling us that. So you're telling us basically that they just strung everybody along because of you, (laughs) because of you. I'll tell I'll tell you I pitched an idea because I was actually excited about the AirPods in uh-huh. at WWDC. I thought it was super uh-huh. understated and I got excited. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you guys spent a minute on adaptive audio and conversational where it's like, I want to know more. And that's how mm-hmm. that was the genesis of a long process. Yeah. <laughs> to even get that opportunity, you know? For sure. You know how it is. Well, like People don't see the work that goes behind the scenes that we all do. So they don't, they definitely don't, but you deserve it. And kudos to you for this huge win. Cause you know, the whole internet's writing about it today. Yeah. It's kind of cool, right? That it's, it's hard sick. to get that. It's, you know, yeah, you and I, like, we don't get anything monetarily from this, getting the scoop. That's the thing. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't do anything other than like, you know, gives you credibility in your space Yeah, and hopefully exactly. builds builds credibility with other brands and companies to be able to do similar type of work. And they, they, tr- they have to trust you that you're going to actually be a reporter, not trying to like, you don't do it for the clicks. You do it for the love of the chase of the info, man. Word. Couldn't agree so, more. So, okay, Ray. Um, So real quick, uh, just your take on Apple. <laughs> Look, I'm not upgrading my AirPods pro anytime soon. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like AirPods max has not been updated for three plus years yeah. now, almost four. And they've got to be yeah. doing something H2 related with that product mm-hmm. around the Vision Pro. So I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to holding pattern. If no other product supports lossless, then I will get AirPods Pro 2 USB-C. Um, mm-hmm. But until then, I'm sticking with my Lightning boys. Uh, I agree. I'm also sticking with my Lightning version of my AirPods Pro. God, the name is so long. AirPods <laughs> Pro. 
second generation. Two, second generation with lightning with magnet no it's magnetic with magnetic charging case usbc or whatever it is it was so long i literally wrote the whole name out in dude, my review try writing out the title for a youtube title like dude this sucks man there's so to i mean if you, like i said if you own lightning versions you can probably keep your yours Apple's already discontinued yeah. that model and, you know, replaced it entirely with the USB-C model. So if you're looking to get a pair of like ANC buds from out for Apple devices, this is the one to get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think they're solid, um, but only if you need a pair of buds. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, they're more, I mean, these are, these are damn impressive. Like even talking to them and them refreshing my mind of some of the stuff they've done over the years. I'm like, dude, they're so good, especially when you're in the ecosystem. It's kind of crazy what they packed into these. They're fantastic. I mean, there there are a bunch of features that are that ship in the USB C Air AirPods Pro two that are coming or they just came out for AirPods Pro Lightning, AirPods Pro two with Lightning, uh, and that those are features. Some of the ones we mentioned: uh, adaptive audio, conversational awareness, or conversational awareness. Yeah, aware. yep. uh, the faster switching between Apple devices. I think there was one more. Um, personal personal volume. Personal personal personalized volume, right? volume. Personalized volume. Personalized yeah. volume. So those so. four features, they're all coming to they're all available now actually for um, yeah. AirPods. It's Pro even a bigger jump lighting. than like they brought spatial audio after the fact as a software update uh to the yeah. AirPods. Like it's you know they're it's I like how they're, you know, I'm not saying that they should do this with the phone, but they don't update AirPods every year, you know? Yeah. And they're, but they're doing some really killer stuff with it. So, okay, I'm going to stop glowing about it. Not because I got an interview with them, but <laughs> they are, they were, they were my, they were my Apple's best product of 2022 were the AirPods Pro 2. And I All think right. they're really damn good. So, 2022, that was, that was my thing. 2022. Okay. All right. Okay, Ray Ray. Um, let's let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out. And you're alive, my man. We survived. Ah, we've survived. There's still more to do. There's still so much There's more to do. There's still a us. few things more to do. I still have my Apple Watch review that I haven't published Me too. yet. Me too. Me too. Uh, so I plan to do that next week. But yeah, TechTember continues into TechTober. And I'm excited for the rest of the fall uh, launches uh, because it's not just Apple, you know? Um, yep. It's going to be exciting holiday season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Ray. Thanks so much, buddy. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find your awesome work? Yeah, you guys can find me on inverse.com or on Twitter, I guess now called X or whatever it will be when you're listening to this. Uh, I'm at Ray Wangi, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. All right, bro. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Take care and uh, I'll see you later, man. See you, man. All right. So there you go. Me and Ray just talking shop, bouncing things back with all things Apple, iPhone 15, iPhone 15 Pro, Apple Watch Series 9, Apple Watch Ultra 2, maybe a little bit of that, and the AirPods Pro second generation USB-C. You, you like have to think about that. You really have to. Hey, before we go, we also want to give a big thanks to our Platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jared Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and Gregory Ford. Hey, Greg, I saw you in the live stream. We do a monthly live patreon stream uh, almost monthly just to talk about the latest stuff and it's always so fun to be in touch with all of you who have helped allow me to do this and continue to do so thank you so much and thank you to all of you who continue to support all right everybody hey uh, if you want to be a part of the show you still can all you got to do is call in 
applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's Apple with bits with a Z. Your comments. Did you upgrade? Did you not? Where are you at? What are you waiting for? Uh, love to hear all your thoughts, but that's going to do it for this week. We'll talk to you soon. Same bat time, same bat channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.